a degree in sports, your home for college football and college basketball. My name's Cole, and I'm here alongside, as always, my great mate, Jeff Tate. Jeff, long day of football, a lot better games today. What a day. What a day is right. We are recording this Saturday, September 9th. It's just after 11.30 on East Coast time. There's a few games wrapping up. Uh, one of the games is actually one of Cole's, uh, Cole and I's uh, A-plus picks of the week. Cole is off to a 2-1 start. I am 1-2 coming into this uh, last game, which is we need Oklahoma State minus 3.5. And, and last time Cole and I checked, they're down 7 nothing in the second quarter. A lot of football left in that game, but not a great start for Cole and I. But they're going to come through for us. That, let's, just, let's just hope that. But, yeah, Cole, it was a great day of uh, college football. Obviously, the big game, Alabama-Texas, we'll get to, was just a – probably wasn't as good of a game as you would have hoped, but just one of those primetime, huge college football games that I was really excited for and I am always really excited for, especially since next week we don't really have a game like that. So it was really nice to get some big games – uh, to watch this week in college football. Can, can we just start with that game? We'll just go over that one really quick because I have a lot to say. It's all fresh fresh on my mind, fresh on my heart, and I have a lot to say. Well, Can I just get yeah, after you, it? Is that okay with after, you? I'll follow it up. You start us off. All right. Officially from me, Alabama is dead. I am done with Alabama. They're dead. That is not. This is not the Alabama teams that we know. This is not the Nick Saban teams we know. There were guys running free in the secondary nonstop all night for Texas. They were wide open. They couldn't stop the run at all, especially on key plays. They're making a bunch of mistakes, a lot of stupid, stupid penalties. That is not an Alabama that I know. That is not a Nick Saban coach team that I know. They are dead. They cannot handle this new era. I'm I'm gonna you know they had a, an amazing run the best run ever, but I'm I'll I'll build, I'll dig the grave for them just so we can lay them lay them to rest because they're done. Milrow is not that guy at all. He looks just blind out there. He's incredibly athletic. He can make some big throws, but he also can make a bunch of stupid throws. And he's constantly fumbling the snap, throwing really really ugly interceptions. They they said here you go Texas have this game. You can have it. Alabama's dead. Good job, Texas, for getting it done uh, in a tough environment, but Alabama's dead. Well, I I mean, Cole kind of texted me this before, so I knew it was coming in the podcast, but I just don't know how you say that. I Jalen Milrow, yeah, he did not look good at all. He had a lot of overthrows. He, I mean, he's barely, he was under 500, or he's under uh, 50% completion percentage, or just above, sorry, 14 of 27 gets him just above 50%. But this is a team that's playing in the SEC West, which I have not been impressed with at all in the first two weeks. You look at it, and LSU was supposed to be the team that played against them and would rival them and uh, compete with them. And LSU's done, I mean, they got blown out even worse than Alabama did tonight. You have Texas A&M, who was supposed to be their call. So I, don't dig the grave on them yet. Yeah, they didn't look good. They did not look like a Nick Saban Team, understand that. I fully respect your opinion, but you cannot di- dig a grave on Nick Saban in week two. That is just, you are asking for just, well, if you were a national reporter, you'd be asking for a lot of uh, a lot of hate coming from Alabama. So I, I don't know, Cole, I cannot say that they are definitively 
buried. That's just, I, I can't do it. They Texas is gr- really good. Like we, you and I both said Texas will win the big 12. We both have them in our playoff. We both think they're an elite team. Quinn Ewers finally looks like he's starting to get that composure and that swag he had coming into Ohio state and then to Texas. And yeah, Texas looked great. Like I do agree, Cole. There is, they had a lot of mental errors that I just, is not a typical Nick Saban team. I'm 100% going to give you credit for that, but you cannot dig a grave on Nick's, a Nick Saban-led football team. This is a team that you give a little bit of time to. I think you're going to see exactly what they're all about. I mean, they have, they have a few games coming up that are going to be a lot tougher games as well. Like they got Ole Miss in a few weeks. They are at Texas A&M in about a month. So it's there, but I'm not very impressed with the SEC West for me to say that they are buried. I would still, they're still going, if you go anywhere right now, they're still the favorite to win the SEC West. So I cannot say they're buried, um, but let's just give Texas credit because we, you and I have been talking a lot about Texas. Were they back? This is the statement win that shows that your program is back. And I'm going to give all the credit to Texas for an outstanding win. I was wrong. Alabama minus seven. That one's on me. You make bad bets every now and then. That one, that one was not a great one. So don't don't write them off yet, Cole, especially in week two. Remember what I said? A lot of overreactions, a lot of uh, people panicking in week two of the year. This was a game that was always going to be a hard one to win, even though it's Alabama. So I'm just... I can't can't give up on Jalen Milrow yet, Cole. He's still the starter. He's going to be the starter, and he's going to – they need to let him run. Like, we're talking more than I probably thought about this game, but that's okay. They have all offseason talked about their offensive line and how – I mean, they had two first-team guys on their offensive line. They said it was one of their best they've had in the last 10 years. And to be only – to only run the football for 107 yards on three – Point one yards a carry that's just unacceptable and that's where it starts like if you can't get Jalen Milrow the ability to have guys run for five or six yards it's going to be really hard because he's not a pocket passer so that's my thoughts Cole I'm still I have both these teams in my playoff I'm not like worried because the other teams that are up there I just I don't know I don't I just don't I'm not going to pick against Nick Saban yeah I'm 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 writing them off they they are written off I'm I'm not whatever you just said. I like you like you respect my opinion. I respect yours, but I'm writing them off. They're they're losing one more game for sure to either with with the way that team played and the way they couldn't even run the ball like you just said. They're losing to either one of the look, let's picture this. They have this many games, they're going to lose one of these. Ole Miss, Mississippi State, at Mississippi State, at Texas A&M, at home against Arkansas, at home against Tennessee, at home against LSU. I mean, I think they lose one of those games for sure. Okay, but what's what's stopping them also, from winning the division? LSU. I, LSU's loss is not nearly as bad <laughs> Whoa. as Alabama's loss. Al, Alabama was at home. LSU was technically neutral, but that was a Florida State crowd. That game was a lot closer than this game was, in my opinion. And they <laughs> LSU was at least competitive in that game. I And they have a quarterback, at least. They actually have a quarterback that can play football. Alabama does not. I think that like like LSU's weakest point is their secondary. They know how to stop their run. The thing is, Jalen Milrow is not going to get the ball. He's not even going to be able to challenge them in that secondary. So that doesn't even matter. They're not going to. So I think LSU is 
if I'm LSU, I'm even happier about tonight and even more confident that I'm winning the SEC West. Yeah, I'd, I'd be really happy that Nick Saban's pissed off at his team in week two. That That's a, I don't know, I just, Texas is better than every team that Ella, or that Alabama has on the schedule remaining. So, I don't know, I'm not. Texas I, is not better than Florida State as of right now. Okay. You picked you pick Texas in your playoff. You didn't pick Florida State in your playoff. I'm just going. That was before the season started. Now I've seen Florida State play and Texas play. All right, well. I think Florida State's the better team. Okay, there you go. Overreactions after week two, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we got to have some fun with this. So, Cole, you're gonna, we're going to do a little – we're going to switch it up. We're going to run conference by conference. Uh, you're going to start us off with the ACC, okay? And we're going to stop if we – feel like we need to discuss the game at length all right so game's going on right now florida state southern miss they're killing them 52 to 10 as of right now uh all the backups are in florida state just rolling through there notre dame nc state one of my locks of the week notre dame just ran through rolled through them it was it was relatively close uh into the second half but they took over in the fourth quarter and just rolled through them sam hartman looked fine the whole team looked good Stamay looked good do you have anything, any comment on that game or roll through? Nope. Another, another impressive week for Notre Dame. Uh, one more week before uh, the Ohio State game, they're looking good. At NC State, too. So, I mean, that's 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 at least they, they proved a little something that they didn't play a slouch this week. So, North Carolina, Appalachian State. North Carolina, there's something with Appalachian State that is just their kryptonite. They looked like the same old North Carolina that they thought we thought they were going to be this year. So, Either South Carolina is just that bad, or North Carolina is what we thought they were, or they just had a down week, and Appalachian State is not a good uh, matchup for them. But they won in double overtime, 40-34, to 34, survive in advance, and they're looking fine, but they're a little, little rocky. Yeah, I think, to be honest, I think Appalachian State is just that team that North Carolina plays, and they just, they just have something that they like about playing North Carolina. Obviously, this is a... That's a big rivalry in that state for Appalachian State because that's the uh, the team of the state that they're looking to beat. And so it's just it's one of those things that I wonder if it's more of just that team plays you really well. So I think I do agree that it is probably a little concerning after how good they looked last week. But is that maybe more South Carolina? South Carolina struggled with Furman a bit today, so it might be more South Carolina. But can we give... Can we give a prop to Amarian Hampton, the running back for uh, North Carolina? He had a pretty crazy stat line today. So he rushed for 20, 26 attempts, 234 yards, and three touchdowns. Just, just want to give him a little shout-out, Cole. I think that's a heck of a stat line for a running back. That's a great day. That's, an, that's, a, that's, that's a great shout-out. All right, moving on. Duke beat Lafayette, just rolled through him 42-7. to They just compounded a good week and put some together. So Duke's looking good rolling into the, the season. Miami, Texas A&M. That was a huge game for both programs to see which one is on a better track to come back. And Miami killed Texas A&M. I mean, especially going into that second half, they just Texas A&M could not stop them. And Miami looks solid, and they're 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 just they're rolling through right now. Yeah, forty-eight to thirty-three. I, I thought Texas A&M would win this game, even though I bet they're under this total. I told you I was off them this year. I started drinking the Kool-Aid a little bit with um, Petrino, and yeah, they they suck. Van Dyke looked really good um, at quarterback, and I think this team is is definitely gonna chat. They're on they're on track with their rebuild that Cristobal has uh, started. There, I think they're ahead of schedule actually. Yeah, I mean I'm 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 on the Miami train. I think they're gonna be a good team. I, mean, I think they'll be. 
a really tough out for those contenders in the ACC. Yeah, Tyler Van Dyke, 374 passing yards, five touchdowns, no interceptions. Like, that's what you want. This is what Miami fans wanted out of Tyler Van Dyke, and he delivered in a big way against a, a SEC-level defense that has five stars on it. And so big win for Miami, really nice for the uh, – over seven and a half win that I have for Miami because I said this is one of the ones that you win. It really helps you get to that eight and four at worst record that you need to cash that bet. So big win for Miami, especially against Texas A&M like that. Move on. Absolutely. All right, Clemson, big bounce back. I mean, they played Charleston Southern, but they at least had to play relatively okay. They had a slow start, but they ended up winning 66 17. Cade Klubnik looked a little better. 28 for 37, 315 yards, four touchdowns. So they can at least do it against bad opponents. I mean, that's just noteworthy because they they bounced back from a horrible week last week. Anything on them, Jeff? Nope. I uh, was at Michigan State game. They put the score up on the scoreboard, and it was, I think it was 17 to, it might have been 17 17. And I was like, holy crap. Like, here we go again, Clemson. But. I obviously they did not allow a point after that and, and put up 49 more. So, yep, just move on. I, I, probably a big win needed for Clemson just to get some confidence. Yeah, we were the the old X app was was going crazy, ready to just write them off to put them in their grave because it was it was it was pretty funny for the first for the first quarter. There was 14-14 and then 17-17. All right. Wake Forest Vandy, Wake Forest, a team I took the over on, one of my A-plus picks of the week. I think Wake Forest has a good culture and a good system there to be just a solid, tough team to play. They're not going to win the ACC ever. They're not going to be just a, a, a consistent – they're not going to be in the top 10 ever, but maybe fringe top 25, at least a solid team outside the top 25, and I think they have a good culture and a fun offense. And, yeah, they took it to Vanderbilt 36-20. Anything on that? Yeah, nothing – not, no, not much on that. It was, uh, I see you got that cover pretty late in that game, so that was big. So good win, good pick of the week. I like your uh, love for uh, Wake Forest because they are a great culture team. Purdue bounced back against a horrible Virginia Tech team, 24-17. Yeah, they were. It was just a, a, t- a battle of who was worse, honestly. 24-17, Purdue was up 17-0. Virginia Tech came back 17-17. And then Purdue scored late in the fourth quarter to – to, to put the game on ice and win a lot of the long delay in this game really long delay but Purdue handled it and the battle of the worst in their conference Purdue took uh, took that one Purdue won this one yeah I think this game got done like two and a half hours ago and it started at noon so that yeah that's probably a really hard game to stay locked in and keep your body right but yeah Virginia Tech I hope they can get back to being a relevant football team but it's, it's been a while yeah they're bad speaking of bad maybe even horrible. I'm just going to run through these next two games real quick. Boston College looked horrible, 31-28 to Holy Cross. They won. They're a bad, bad joke of a team, joke of a program. Another joke of a program right now, Virginia lost to James Madison, 36-35. But they did cover because they were seven-point dogs. So good teams win, great teams cover. Good job, Virginia. You got to take your win somewhere. So they did cover and moving on from there. Georgia Tech, not another bad team, but they they're they're better this year. They are they are looking better. Obviously, they played South Carolina State, wasn't good. They won forty eight thirteen. Move on to another mediocre team, mediocre game. Syracuse beat your boys, Western Michigan, forty eight to seven. Would you care to comment on this one at all? No, they're in a Western Michigan plays Syracuse like every year. I don't I don't know what the connection is, but in my four years there, they played them three times, and once was at. Western Michigan, but no, Western Michigan's bad football program. I think 
we are the second worst odds to win the MAC. So it's a new year under new uh, our new head coach Lance Taylor. So I think I think he's going to be a good coach for them. Just it's year one, and I'm not going to go off on a tangent, but at the same time, I am. One, so their their nose tackle at Western Michigan transferred to Florida State and is their starter. If you saw them talk last week, Braden Fisk, who's at uh, Florida State, I mean he played and stopped LSU a ton. Uh, and then one of their their other best edge rusher was at Indiana and last week made some big plays against Ohio State. So they had to replace a lot of talent. But yeah, nothing to say except just they play them every year and they lose all the time. So nope, not much. All right. Well, last one, hand up. It's on me. I was really confident in this pick. Cincinnati beats Pittsburgh 27-21. Cincinnati was dominating the whole game. Pittsburgh looked like they were making a comeback there at the end, put up 14 in the fourth quarter. Cincinnati wins 27-21. I was incredibly confident that Pittsburgh would cover the spread of seven points and win by at least seven. I don't. I didn't think Cincinnati was good, but I am going to stay away from betting on or against Cincinnati and on or against Pittsburgh for the rest of the season unless I see something that gives me confidence. But I don't trust any of those teams, those two teams right now. And hand up, big mistake. That's a bad loss there. Apologies. Yeah, I was with you on the pit. I had them in some parlays. Did not come through for me, but nope, not not much there. Now, Cole, don't forget. We don't have to talk about this one too much, but I won't. Louisville goes to two and zero. We got the over eight wins, fifty six nothing. I'm just my over under teams. I got them. I mean, I only bet six of them. I put I think thirty or forty bucks on each of them. So you know, I got I got some money at stake. So I'm, I'm keeping an eye on them. <laughs> You're right on track. They they did what they were supposed to do. Good job, Louisville. That's hey, that's that's what you gotta do against Murray everyone, State. Everyone clap it up for Louisville. <laughs> 46-0 over Murray State. 56. Give them give extra 10 points. Don't, get, don't say 46. Oh, yeah. My bad. My bad. 56. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move into the Big Ten. I'm going to start uh, with Michigan, UNLV. So uh, n- not much to say here. I, I didn't. I don't really didn't really watch this game. I did. Was going to ask you, Cole Donovan Edwards, six carries for nine yards. Did he get hurt or did he just? They just didn't. They, use they didn't him. use him much. He, I don't care. I'm just asking. Yeah, they, they didn't use him much. He isn't looking super great. Uh, Corum had a really good day. The the run game bounced back a little bit, but still, the story with this team is, holy crap, JJ McCarthy looks so good. Another thing to keep in mind: Roman Wilson is on five touchdowns on the year. He's playing really, really good. He he is the, he got he was awarded the uh he, he was given the number one this year, which is a big deal for Michigan if you're if you get to wear that number one on your jersey. So uh he's proven it right now and JJ is not missing any throws. I mean he looks like a star. He is obviously he's playing bad teams right now, a lot of bad teams, but he is just not he's hitting inch stride in the chest every time uh, 22 for 25. He's been really efficient for, I think, 289 yards or something like that. And they, he didn't play. Uh, he, he was out in the middle of the third quarter. So yeah, he, they're, they're, they're fine. They played UNLV. It is what it is. But usually when we win these games in the past, when we play these bad opponents, we just run it down their throat and just kill them like that. Now it's pretty much just been throwing the ball and tearing them apart like that. So that's a good sign for just kind of a new look, trusting the good quarterback. Yeah. And for some reason I was thinking about this, our teams that we like have had a really hard time like blowing out these teams in these first few weeks and it's like part of me is like I was okay so we're going to our next game Ohio State Youngstown State Ohio State got three possessions in the second half like they they got their fourth possession was the kneel down to end the game that three possessions and a half is just it's crazy and like it's just how football is now with that running clock but I say all this and then it's like last week Oregon puts up 81 or 82 points so they clearly 
don't, don't have problems. So that's a kind of interesting thing. I want to get to that on our next episode, maybe a little more in depth about, I'm, I'm going to look for some stats to see how much less plays so far have been ran. Cause it is, it is interesting, but Ohio State also 35 to seven, same score as Michigan. McCord looked a lot better, 14 of 20, 260 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, him and Marvin Harrison, seven yard, or seven catches, 160 yards, two touchdowns. They looked good. I only could watch the first half, so I can't really say anything about the second half. I know their only point they gave up was in the first quarter. It was a good drive from Youngstown, got it, but then nothing else the rest of the game. So. Not much here. It's still, I call this the preseason for Ohio State, so they got one more week. It's Kyle McCord's job. Like, Devin Brown is not going to start against Notre Dame. I'll just tell you guys that right now. Other than that, I got nothing to say, Cole, on that one. Preseason week two. Yeah, nothing to say. Same as Michigan. Yep. So, next game I got, we won't spend much on this. Delaware, Penn State. Penn State wins 63-7. Another uh, another good performance from Penn State, taking care of business. Um, against a team in Delaware that they should take care of business against. So uh, next game I got is Wisconsin, Washington State. This was a good game, really good game. Came down to the end. Well, it came down to the end. It was a two-point game with eight minutes left, I believe. Wisconsin was on a drive, actually, to take the lead. They were at Washington State's, I think, 40. Running back was running with it, fumbled. All the pictures, all the video they showed didn't look like a fumble. They called it a fumble. Momentum changed from there. Washington State went down one. And so big win for Washington State. And Pac-12 kept rolling with that win, Cole. Yeah, Washington State's been looking good. Pac-12's been looking really good. Um, I did not know what to think about this team going into the year for Washington State. But I did know that I didn't really trust Wisconsin as they're trying to implement a new system, a new regime. I didn't. I. I, I bet they're, they're on the road. I'm not. I'm not worried about Wisconsin at all. I don't think they're they're ready to win a lot of games this year. They could still very easily win the Big Ten West, and I wouldn't be surprised. But yeah, I mean, I I bet on Washington State, and yeah, it worked out well for me. But I mean, I wasn't surprised here. I think I still think Wisconsin's in fine position. They're new head coach. They're figuring it out. Uh, not worried about it. They in a, like I think five weeks, maybe. Yeah, I believe five weeks. They they get Ohio State at home, so that's kind of. That's their next big game. Uh, next game I got, Nebraska-Colorado. Obviously, this was a huge one for the media, huge one for as Fox's big noon kickoff again. I see game days going to Colorado next week. So they're, the national media is fully bought in on Colorado and they're going yeah they're going to game day for Colorado Colorado State so there's not many good games next week but that's really weird to me that that's where game day is but uh 36-14 Jeff Sims might not be the guy there at Nebraska like he just makes mistake after mistake and Colorado took advantage of it they were struggling to score on a good Nebraska defense at first and then just blew them out 2-0 Deion Sanders Shadur Sanders looked (laughs) Good again, almost throwing for 400 yards. So that's why I got to say on this game, Cole. Yeah, they they, they backed up what happened last week. They, there was there was a spot. I, d- I didn't think this would happen because I don't think Dion would let this happen, but it could have been a letdown game after such an emotional high last week. And um, that's a really good sign for culture and for the way they're built mentally to just be able to come in this game and, and do fine and, and just kind of run through it. I wasn't going to bet on this game because I truly had no idea. Like I, I could have seen anything happening this game. As far as like maybe Nebraska wins a close one, Colorado like like you never know with with like a whole roster overhaul. You don't know what's what happened week one. So uh, you were you were on it early with Colorado covering and and they absolutely did. I just I stayed away from it because I really nothing would have surprised me. And Colorado winning the way they did thirty six fourteen was not surprising to me in the slightest. So yeah, good job. They're they're rolling through and and they are 
they are far ahead of schedule. Far ahead of schedule in this rebuild, and, and good for good for Dion, good for Travis Hunter, good for Shadour, good for that all those transfers, the guys who came from Jackson State, and yeah, good for them. It's, they're they're a fun story and they're a fun team to watch for sure. Yeah. So next week, Colorado State, and then I believe the next two weeks, I don't remember the order, but Oregon and USC, I believe. So I think USC is week four, and then Oregon, yeah. I think, is week five. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> those are those are gonna be massive games. So. Well, those, will, those will be some fun games. The Pac-12, it's fun. Yeah, the Pac-12 is fun. They just got it, and they might have a chance to get a playoff team this year, which would be a heck of a way to stick it to that conference. Not saying, just saying. Not two teams, maybe Cole. Two. No, I'm just kidding. That hey, they're looking good. The SEC might not get a team in. Yeah, the SEC might not. Well, I'll save that. We'll save that. We'll save. Yeah, that. save that for another episode. So the battle of the Cyhawk Trophy. Iowa was, they were dominating this game. To be honest, it was. Uh, or it was 20 to three going into the fourth quarter and 10 points for Iowa State. Iowa offense is starting to look a lot better and the defense is elite. So nothing much more to say about that in my opinion, Cole. So Iowa 24 point tracker did not hit two weeks in a row. Iowa State's a bad team. They seem to not know how to play in the second half. Kate McNamara looks incredibly average, maybe below average. I think he looked the only reason he looks good is because he was the quarterback that beat Ohio State, but it wasn't him. He had the best offensive line in the country. He had an amazing run game, and he had Aiden Hutchinson on defense. So, it, honestly, I think he's getting exposed at Iowa. I, I want him to succeed, I, like 100%. I hope he does well. I just think that he isn't that guy. Like, if we're being completely honest, I don't think he's that guy. Yeah, I'm not saying they're, like, great. I'm just saying – for Iowa's offense, this is better than the last two years their offense has looked. So I'm saying. Oh yeah, I mean they're 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 solid, but but people were acting like he was going to come in and like this is the guy that led Michigan to the Big Ten championship, and he, he didn't lead them. Aiden Hutchinson led that team to a Big Ten championship. That star-studded offensive line led that team to a Hassan Haskins led that team to a championship. It wasn't it wasn't Cade McNamara? All right, yeah, I was just saying that it was a good win for them beating your rival. They were, I was saying they were up twenty to three, so it was a domination and. Then, Got some. Yeah, I'm not arguing with you. I just had I just had to get that off my chest. All right, good. So next game, Michigan State, <laughs> Richmond. I was there. Michigan State looks like a decent football team. Uh, obviously, we'll see next week against Washington. That's where that's where any of the faith I have in this team will either be exposed or it'll be it'll come to fruition. Uh, 45-14. Noah Kim looks like his confidence is growing a lot. I think he had like a, a string of. 16 complete passes in this game so good win for michigan state on to the next one cole you good with that yep yeah i'm not nothing to say all right next game northwestern utep i got nothing to say about that one 38 7 northwestern wins they have a lot of turmoil going on at that program so for them to get a win was probably pretty good uh maryland charlotte interesting game for me 38 20 uh i know cole was pretty high on maryland this year not saying it's they, they're not as good as maybe Cole was thinking, but they're down 14 nothing early in that game. Talia had two interceptions, one touchdown. I don't know. This was the primetime game for NBC and not the greatest spot, I would say, for uh, Maryland, Cole. Yeah, that's that's kind of a classic Maryland, classic Talia. He'll throw a few picks, but he'll also make a few great plays. I am still high on Maryland, and I did bet uh, Charlotte, Charlotte <laughs> to cover 
I think 24 and a half points. So I'm doing just fine. Maryland got another win to their win total, which I bet on and Charlotte covered for me. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not too worried about it. Uh, it's still early in the season. They're figuring it out. Um, and I don't think Charlotte's necessarily a horrible program, uh, new regime with Biff Poggy. He's a fun guy. He's a fun coach. So yeah, that dude, that dude's crazy. Where's a cutoff for games, but <laughs> so I'm not, it's it's nothing. I'm not going to read into it at all. Okay. Next game, Minnesota Eastern. Nothing to say here. 25 points for Minnesota. Like they just don't score a lot and play good defense. So that's that's it. Uh, same as Rutgers Temple for me. I do think Rutgers looks a little bit better than I thought they would look. Play Michigan in two weeks. So that'll be the first game for Michigan where we can probably start just looking at them like playing a Big Ten team. So anything on those two games, Cole? I mean, I. Don't, I Assuming not. No. Yeah, okay. nothing. Indiana against Indiana State. Uh, Indiana 41, Indiana State 7. Not much. These were both Friday games. And then Kansas, Illinois. Disappointing showing for Illinois. Uh, I was on with them to win six and a half games or more. I'm not giving up on that, but that was not the greatest performance. I do think we're going to get into Big 12 next. Jalen Daniels looked really good for Kansas. And they, 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 they look like the same team that you saw early in the year last year, and I don't know, that could be a really fun team to monitor in the Big 12 this year. Kansas looked really good. Jalen Daniels, he, throw, he, he does throw a, a pretty ball. He throws a nice ball. He's got a really natural throwing motion, and he, he runs the ball well. This is his first outing this year, so um, that's pr- this is pretty good for his first outing. He was 21 for 29, 277 yards, two touchdowns and an interception and 11 carries for 24 yards so he he's solid he had he had a good good first showing i i i bet on kansas to cover three and a half points and they they did that i was i was really confident on that one but yeah good good for kansas i like seeing them do well i think lance leipold's a really good coach and it's good to see a program like that that was really in the depths of college football for so long just be solid i agree cole start us off with the big 12 rundown all right big 12 let's start with a game that is going on right now our lock our, our mutual lock 10 to 15 right now. I'm, I'm not worried for being honest. Still not worried. I think Mike Gundy's going to get it figured out, but I wish it was, they were winning, but Oklahoma state's down 10 to 15. We'll keep monitoring that one. We talked about it. Texas, Bama, Texas, you know, we don't even talk about anymore. 34, 24, Utah beats Baylor 20 to 13. When, when Utah gets Cam rising back, they're going to be really good. But Baylor's not an easy place to play. Obviously they didn't look good against Texas state last week, but Utah's done what they're supposed to do Two not out of conference games that are, are against power five teams. Good kudos to them for scheduling real opponents and going on the road at Baylor. Uh, and their defense looks really good. If, if they can get Cam Rising back, they're going to be just – they're already a contender, but they'll be a real contender once he's back. Yeah, killer turnover. Uh, Baylor 13-13, not much time left in that game, and threw a big pick, and Utah came down, finished the game. So, yeah, big win for Utah again. Anytime you can beat a Big 12 team on the road, I'm going to say it's a big win. Yeah, good for Utah. I, I, I like Utah. Oregon over Texas Tech. This is at Texas Tech, and this was a this was a letdown spot for Oregon. Honestly, they this is Texas Tech. They, they they woke up last week. They lost the game. They were in desperation mode early at home. This is not an easy place to play at all. So I don't read into Oregon this game being that close. Uh, obviously, it was incredibly close until uh, Texas Tech was driving to to win the game, and it was it was thirty one to thirty. 
Oregon was winning. Texas Tech was driving. They very likely could have gone and gotten a field goal as time expired to win the game. They throw a pick six. Oregon with the insane backdoor cover just made a lot of people upset and it made a lot of people happy. That was great. And yeah, Oregon did what they were supposed to do on the next. Bo Nix still looks really good. 360 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think Oregon, not, that didn't alarm, this game didn't alarm me at all. If anything, it, it, it re, re, like reassured them for me. I think they're going to be just fine. Really fun game. It's a shame. It's a shame that it was during Texas and Alabama because that was a fun game. Yeah, big time win on the road. It's a shame that it was during that game. Yeah, they, yeah it was. I only got the fourth quarter of that game. Uh, big time win, Oregon. Uh, let's move on, Cole. Kansas State beats Troy 42-13. They look fine. Oklahoma only 28-11 against SMU. SMU is not bad, though, but... Oklahoma gets a win and moves on. They're looking better than last year, at least. Anything on this one, Jeff? Nope. We can keep going. I, I, big win. Yep. BYU beats Southern Utah 41-16. The same Southern Utah team that went to Arizona State and only lost by three. Keep that in note. Talked about Iowa State. West Virginia beats Duquesne 56-17. Talked about Cincy Pitt. UCF escapes a close one at Boise State. So they were a little bit humbled after their insane start. Like they're just a really good start against Kent State last week. Kent State is a really bad team this year. But 18-16, ugly, but a win's a win. Anything on this one? Yeah, this kudos to Boise State for playing some good teams to start their year as well. Uh, obviously, they play in the Mountain West. They're the favorite in the Mountain West. I don't know if that's still the case after losing their first two games. But Washington on the road and then playing UCF, like, just kudos to them. I think Taylor Green, I like him a lot. He just hasn't looked great first two weeks. So that's all I got on that one. Yeah, Houston is a really bad team. I thought they were going to be horrible this year, and I think Holgerson is the first person to get fired this year. They lost 43-41 to at Rice. So that's just ugly. Anything on that? Yeah, so they looked good last week against UTSA, and obviously Cole picked that one on the podcast for – utsa to win and then i did this week they go to rice and just lay an egg and lose by two points and what was it two overtime so really weird also another thing i want to say jt daniels is a quarterback at rice tell me why he's allowed to play but tez walker isn't at unc and if someone can explain that to me uh comment in the section of this podcast because i just i'd be curious to know that because he's been at like five schools so that's just a little thing against the NCAA there, Cole. The NCAA can't even explain it to you. They don't. They don't have to. The thing is, they can make these decisions, and they don't have to explain. It's it's horrible. I'm. We we know how I feel about this. All right, TCU beats Nichols forty-one to six, and then obviously, like we talked about, Kansas beat Illinois thirty-four twenty-three. Now we can move on, Jeff lead us through the sec so game we got going on right now looks like it's going to be a great game so when we get off this pod we'll have to uh catch the end of it if any of these games the few games remaining have just crazy storylines to talk about cole and i are going to actually talk about those at the beginning of our next podcast episode if if anything is noteworthy or a huge comeback we'll obviously talk about the oklahoma state game regardless because we'll give the final record for our week two picks but Auburn, California, 10-7. Looks like it's almost halftime. Bad half for Peyton Thorne. I'm in kind of the, I've kind of started putting together the opinion that I actually think Noah Kim is better than Peyton Thorne, and it's probably good that he transferred because I just, Peyton Thorne just doesn't seem to be doing anything there with more talent. So I don't really know what's going on there. But Cal, maybe they're actually a decent football team because Auburn is still an SEC-level defense, and they're up going almost going into half, so. Kudos to Cal. Yeah, if, if you're just a college football fan, a nitty-gritty, likes to get in the mix college football fan, 
this is a fun game to watch. This is good storylines. Is Cal better than a lot of people thought? They're 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 they have a fun offense, and I actually I, I bet on on Cal tonight. A little Pac-12 after dark. Do a little wager down on Cal plus three and a half. So feeling good about it. They're about to kick a field goal. It looks like to go into the half and be up 13, seven. So yeah, this will be a fun one, Jeff. Georgia ball state. Uh, not much stay here. Number one team dominates another slow start. Yeah. Another slow start was zero, zero and the first quarter. A lot of these top teams are kind of just doing that right now against weaker opponents. I don't know if these kids just don't want to play the games. I think that's a, I'm not saying that's a thing that in like the Michigan, Ohio state games and like Georgia, but I do think there's an element that these kids don't really want to get up for these games as much. So bring out like for Michigan, Rutgers, or Ohio State, Notre Dame, and those games you're going to have to play. So 45-3, Cole, anything more on that? I mean, Georgia Georgia being Georgia. On to the next. Good. Tennessee, Austin P. weird score, 30-13. 30 points against Austin P. is not great, but... I mean, it is what it is. I don't. I don't have much to say about this one, Cole. Yeah, they were they were down six three in the second quarter, and then obviously, like I was never worried about them winning or, or losing this game. But Tennessee, they the the big thing with them is they don't have the wide receiver talent that they had last year. I think Joe Milton can be really good, especially if he had the talent at the wide receiver that he has uh, had last year. But I think it's going to be hard for him this year with just the talent they have there yeah and brew brew mccoy was supposed to be like the five star i think he had like the craziest recruiting story he went to like he was committed to usc then left and he's at tennessee now but he really hasn't been as special as i would have envisioned uh lsu grambling uh cole's favorite still to win the sec west 72 to 10 good bounce back yep nothing there Good bounce back. They're doing what they're supposed to do. They'll be fine. Ole Miss, Tulane. So this one this one sucks from a picking the lines three days, four days ahead of time. But, hey, that's what Cole and I do. We pick, we pick these games before some key injury news can come out. And so I had the over in this game at 66 points. Tulane's star quarterback, like Michael Pratt, is a difference maker. Like the line moved, I think, six points, and then the over-under moved I think seven points. So the difference with Michael Pratt not playing was tremendous. Uh, it still got close, 57 points, but 66 was, I was I was pretty much chalking that one up as a loss when I saw that he wasn't playing um, since I had over 66, but not as bad of a loss. Ole Miss was down by double digits in this, uh, but stormed back and won. Ole Miss is just a fun team. Like I, I really enjoy watching Ole Miss football and Jackson Dart's a fun quarterback, so that's what I got on that game, Cole. Yeah, my, Michael Pratt, they were winning that game without him. And they Tulane is just, is going to be just fine. They're, they're, I think they'll be in a New Year's Six Bowl. They'll be the best group of five team this year again. Um, they held their own just fine without having their star quarterback. I'm going to say it every time, every time I see Tulane. Beautiful logo, beautiful jerseys, beautiful field. Uh, the colors are just are, are special. The way they highlight highlighted like the numbers and that field it's it's a it's a beautiful field beautiful jerseys everything i mean they're just they're they're really easy in the eye i really i I really enjoy looking at them yeah big green wave guy over here so uh next game i got is kentucky eastern kentucky kentucky wins 28 17 closer game than probably you would expect but kentucky's also not the type to come blow out a team devin leary four touchdowns that's all i got on that one cole i know you're pretty big on kentucky this year yeah that was that was ugly Moving on. All right, good. Kent State, Arkansas. Arkansas, 28-6. to They scored seven points in every quarter. 
Uh, next game, I say we just move on as well. Kent State's bad. That's This is not a good look for Arkansas. Now we can move on. <laughs> okay, I got to get it, and I like it. Uh, Missouri, Middle Tennessee. So I actually kind of had Missouri being a possible like team that could pull an upset this year, but beating Middle Tennessee by four at home, that's a little concerning uh, for me personally based on what Middle Tennessee just – got done to them by Alabama. So that's my next one. Florida beat McNeese State. Blowout in that one. Uh, bounce back for them for a tough loss at Utah. Uh, next game, Mississippi State, Arizona. This was a good game. Went to overtime. Jaden Delora, I know Cole's really big on. And he said in his preseason analysis, this guy might have some turnovers. Four interceptions today. But bit, it was a. I was impressed by the performance from Arizona because – that's still really hard to go into Mississippi State and compete like that, and they did. Yeah, Mississippi State's a hard place to play with all those cowbells, especially when you're used to playing Pac-12 stadiums that don't have a lot of fans in them. Honestly, there's only like a lot of those stadiums only fit 30,000. And so, yeah, I'm not – everything I said about Arizona, I, I believe even more firmly that they are my sleeper team, and they're a lot better than people think. I'm very encouraged by this game. I think they're definitely going to hit their over for four and a half wins. Jaden Delora had the most Jaden Delora game ever. He made a lot of amazing plays. He was the reason that they were in the game, and he was the reason that they didn't win the game. Too many interceptions, but he's still 340 yards. Yeah, I mean, Arizona, they are, they're affirming what I think about him right now, and I didn't expect them to beat Mississippi, Mississippi State, but I did expect them to do what they did, and they, they are the sleeper. I'm with them. And then last one I got in the SEC, South Carolina Furman, 47-21. South Carolina, eh, not much to say about this one. Good that they won the game after losing last week in embarrassing fashion. All right, Pac-12 Cole, here he goes. We are moving on. I mean, this conference is impressing. They were 18-0 at one point. It's just good good for them. I love to see it. Auburn is playing Cal right now. They did not make that field goal to end the half, so Cal is up 10-7 at home. USC in the second quarter is up 42-3 on a really bad Stanford team. They're playing at home. I think we can go ahead and chalk this up that USC, I think, is going to win this game, Jeff. Yeah, and if, if USC doesn't, we'll quit the podcast and never publish another one. So, but, yep, I agree. <laughs> I'll never watch college football again if USC doesn't win. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll <laughs> second that. All right, um, Arizona State is up 15-10 to 10 on Oklahoma State. And moving on, Oregon State beats UC Davis 55-7. They continue to roll and just look like a good, solid team and a contender in the Pac-12. Washington beats Tulsa 43-10. They're Washington. They're good. I like what I see from them. Yeah, we've talked about every game. Uh, UCLA, San Diego State. UCLA just runs through San Diego State. I was very confident in this one. They were at San Diego State. I picked bet on this one. I think it was 13 and a half covered very easily. Dante Moore is officially the guy there. 17 for 27, 290 yards, three touchdowns. I think Chip Kelly will really be able to use him. I think UCLA is going to be a very good team this year. Honestly, I think they, they didn't deserve to be ranked before the season started by any means, but I do think they will be ranked by the time this season is over, and I think they are going to just be really, really tough out this year, and I think UCLA is also a contender in the Pac-12. Good. You're coming around on my uh, surprise team in the Pac-12 because I remember when we did the that episode, you, were list, you listed the four teams you listed. I remember this, Cole. You listed Oregon, Washington, USC, and Oregon State, but you said, I don't think UCLA can do good this year like a lot of people are thinking. So thank you for giving – UCLA some respect Dante Moore looks amazing like 
his guy wanted at Michigan State very badly, and Chip Kelly's lucky to have him is all I can say. So, Cole, that'll that'll wrap up our uh, scoreboard watch of uh, kind of what happened this past weekend. Who is your team of the week? I'm just curious. Who, If you had to give one team a gold star, who would yours be? Yeah, it's definitely – I mean, I think it, it just has to be Texas. It, it has to be. They, you go into Bryant Denny Stadium to take on Goliath. That is now Texas is a big school. They're they're a powerhouse, but the Alabama is Goliath. They are the team that has dominated this sport for the last uh, two decades. And yeah, they they went into that stadium night game, all eyes on them, and took care of business. And it wasn't necessarily close. Now they also have wiggle room. They can lose a game and still make the playoffs. Uh, this was a huge, huge win for them. They are, I, I would almost say, I'm not, I'm not going to say it, but I'm, I'm incredibly confident in my pick to, of Texas making the playoffs because they are looking really solid. Oh, I thought you were going to say they're the favorite to win it. I was going to be like, I wasn't, I wasn't going to say the favorite oh, to win. I, I, I was almost going to say, I'm not saying this, but I was going to say a lock. To make the playoffs now. Yeah, that would be. But I'm not crazy, saying it. Especially in week I'm two. not. I'm not saying that. I I was thinking about saying that, but I'm not saying that. Okay, fair enough, Cole. Any, I my that's my team of the week as as well. Texas, you go into Alabama and win. You get you get the gold star of the week, and that I got to give you that credit. So, any final thoughts for our week two uh, recap episode? Th- thanks for thanks for calling me out on on UCLA there. I I will say a lot of our takes, a lot of my takes. Our preseason takes before any college football has happened. I like to live by the motto of, of fail quickly. Don't double down on your mistakes. If, if you prove me wrong, I'm gonna. I'm very moldable. You prove me wrong, I will believe in you uh, quick, and and I'll, I'll. I'm gonna move on. I will not double down on my mistakes. So yeah, I think UCLA is a good team, and there will be teams that I'm continue to be proved wrong on, and I will own up to that. And I will be high on teams that I thought were bad. I'll be low on teams that I thought were good. But I won't just do that for anyone because I do think LSU is still good. I fully believe that. So just to hold my credibility up, I'm, I will. I, I say what I mean, and, I, and I'm I'm able to be. My mind's able to be changed if if you change it. All right. Well, fair enough. When uh, when LSU comes into Tuscaloosa, whenever that is, we'll we'll have a fun week because that's both of our playoff teams from the SEC. I have Georgia, but that is. Uh, that's our big teams to win the SEC, so it'll be fun. And I, you call me out when I have bad things, like today when Alabama minus seven. That was not a good pick, not a good pick at all. So can I say one more thing? Since in the in the nature of calling you out, yeah, let's hear it. How do you feel about your Jalen Milrow Heisman pick? Oh, it's still it's still out there. You, you can you can have he can have eight great weeks here and put up crazy good stats, and Bama can turn their season around, and he can find himself in New York. That's how it works. He's still going to be the starter there. I, I know, but that's, I mean, in a, in, a, in a season where there's so many amazing quarterbacks and, and really amazing play right now, I think he's already firmly out of that race. Firmly. Okay. Okay. All right. I'll take that. Like the, I, I would, I would put the odds on 0.0%, 0.01. All right. 0.01. You heard it right here for uh, Jalen Milrose chances to win the Heisman. I love it. So this will wrap up our uh, week two recap episode of a degree in sports uh if you like this episode like follow the podcast on spotify apple wherever you get your podcasts also follow us on instagram and twitter at a degree in sports and we will look forward to our uh, next episode with you guys probably publishing friday this upcoming week and that will be our week three preview episode the games aren't as good but like always ladies and gentlemen any football is great football have a great week